everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your, your Twilight phase. That was I killer. tried to go faster that time. We did great. Uh, look it up. Hey guys, great to see you listeners. We're glad that you're here. Yeah, we love you so much. We're obsessed with you guys. What's up? What's up with you guys, as in Melissa and Olivia? What's new? What's new? <laughs> that quarantine life, you know, uh, it's hitting. Weather's warming up. Oh, yeah. Fuck that, man. Still inside. I'm really not glamour. Rolls like, on. Sweaty humidity, like in my apartment. I'm just not feeling it. it. Not feeling mm-hmm. it. Also, my refrigerator could be dead. I mean, if refrigerators aren't important, they're actually extremely, extremely important. <laughs> yeah. Like, we even if talked I talked about this, even if I order takeout, I have to just eat it all. I mean, that... and never have leftovers ever. Okay. It's going to be a problem. Melissa, please pray love... for my fridge in the past. <gasps> Melissa loves to like just pick the most nonsensical takes and know, then right? dig in her heels so dig hard. Like, fridges don't matter. You're going to you dig in on fridges don't matter. This isn't yes. a problem. I'm digging in on it. Fridges are, fridge. like, a really game-changing innovation of human history. I feel like we might have talked about this when we talked about we, our most important inventions. We totally did, and I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you brought up, like, temperature control in general. Yeah, the answer was temperature control, which I'm also really feeling these days already. And it's not even yeah. Melissa, do you not have AC? Not, I mean, I don't have central AC. Uh, we have window units, but we haven't taken them out yet. Oh, are you going to put one in your living room? Yeah. Okay. I was imagining <laughs> you like staring down the barrel of a summer, just like getting hotter and hotter in your <laughs> no, apartment. And I was like, we got to fix this. <laughs> used to be, we used to have one air conditioner unit in our whole apartment. And yeah, when you had no was, window or door. Yeah. Um, listeners, when I first New moved York. to New York, um, Don't move I, didn't, here. <laughs> I didn't have any money and my room had no door. And I mean, I had no a doorway. I had a, I had doorway. a doorway, just no I hung door. a, Yeah, I hung a curtain in the doorway. Um. <laughs> and you were always telling us about how great your apartment was. And yeah, we were you like, you, you don't have love a door. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, okay, that's a, a thing that I do, though, is that, you know, when you're in shitty situations, you just gotta love it. You gotta you know? embrace it. All right, well, that's a great, good a segue as any to uh, <laughs> New Moon. We we read New Moon. We're still here to talk about New Moon. Uh, we yeah, read we chapters six and seven. Ooh, what happened in these chapters? <sighs> I read it a while yeah. ago. What happened? Does what anyone happened? remember? Okay, no. I might be able to do the recap. Okay, <laughs> how do. about this? I'm going to do a recap, and you guys just, like, tell me how I did. Uh, okay. I'll okay. okay. Chapter six, friends. Um, I believe not that much actually happens, but Bella hangs out with Jacob a lot, and they have a good time, and she doesn't remember how to have fun, but she's learning um and like they like go get parts for the motorcycle i'm pretty sure yeah 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 um chapter seven repetition i 
no in this one bella goes back to school and starts talking again and everyone is super weird about it and they're like bella's talking and she's like what it's not that weird six but okay well rate me at the end (laughs) (laughs) tell me how i did okay anyway um bella and jacob talk more about motorcycles and at school mike asks bella out and she's like no and that's what happens. Oh, wait. No, something really important happens. We learn a little bit about Sam Yuli and, like, yeah. the pack. But we don't yep. know that they're the pack yet. We just know right. that they're, like, kind of weird nerds who, yes, like, see, rules. And they're scary. them jumping off the cliff for the first time. Yeah. How'd um, I do? We'll get into uh, it. I mean, that was a solid five out of ten. Whoa. I'll take it. That's- that's rough. We're gonna make Melissa do this. Okay, time. I'm um, we, you forgot that Bella went to the Cullen house. Oh, I did forget yeah. that. That Negative was a big point. deal. <laughs> You're right. Okay, well, I want to start at the beginning of this chapter called Friends, where um, Bella's already over hang with Jacob, and she describes Jacob in this way. He chattered happily, needing only the lightest of nudges for me to keep the conversation rolling. Would that not be an extremely accurate description of Jessica? But like, it's just how Bella treats people. Um, no, I. but here's, it's a good thing here. Like here, it's like, right. oh, it's so nice to be with Jacob. All I have to do is like say one thing and then he just happily chatters away. And like, it's just so easy to be with him. Like it's exactly I, what she does to Jessica, yeah. except she's yeah. mad about it. I think she's just annoyed at Jessica and not annoyed at Jacob for reasons that I don't understand. Unrelated (laughs) mystery reasons. Exactly. You know, I was thinking kind of along those same lines in these chapters. And what it really came down to for me is that like Bella has chemistry with Jacob, not Mm -hmm. necessarily like romantic chemistry, just like friend chemistry with Jacob. And Like, like us. Like us. Yeah, like us. Just like us. And like sometimes you have friends that like they're wonderful friends. You like them a lot. But like if you weren't thrown together at school or, you know, your job or wherever, like you probably wouldn't really be their friend. You like don't have that supernatural friend chemistry. And you like like us. But yeah, not like us. (laughs) And you like them, but it's just different. I think that's what's going on here is that Bella has finally found someone that she like really gels with. And so the stuff that like is annoying to her from her friends that she doesn't like actually like that much is not annoying coming from Jacob. I just think she has so few friends to compare this experience to that she's like, oh, wow, I don't have to communicate with Jacob, but this time I like it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a really fair assessment of her, and on the page, it's, like, not clear what the difference is. No. So it just comes across as her being sort of, like, picky and hypocritical. I mean, yeah. I like talking to hot people, so. <laughs> Maybe the difference uh, is Jessica just is Anna Kendrick, so. <laughs> oh, that's right! Uh, yeah, never mind. Anna Kendrick is super hot. Unfortunately, so canonically, Bella's straight. As far as we can tell, it's very important. To our knowledge, we can tell. Yeah, it's, it's canon. 
we don't know where she is on the spectrum. We have no Bella idea. Bella never looks inward in that way. Okay, exactly. but she also says, which, you know, I will pin on Stephanie and not on Bella herself. Um, so Jacob's friends, Quill and Embry, come over, uh, shake hands with her, which is weird. And <laughs> uh, then they, like, chatter on about bikes. And she says, oh, many oh, of the words... <laughs> You're already <laughs> <laughs> Many of the words they used were unfamiliar to me, and I figured I'd have to have a Y chromosome to really understand the excitement. I'm sorry, you're incorrect. You're incorrect. Just because you don't like bikes and cars doesn't mean nobody without a Y chromosome doesn't like bikes and cars. But, like, the thing is that we know that this was some sort of, like, insert on her part because Stephanie Meyer really likes cars. Is it canon that Rose is like basically a mechanic, or is that total yeah. canon? No, I, think I believe that's canon. That's canon. Like, and if Bella you... has been hanging out at the Cullens' house the whole summer, she, she would, would know, know that. that. She would know that. <laughs> Even exactly. if she doesn't like Rose and they don't really talk about Rose that much, like she'd hear, "Oh, I'm going off into the garage." Like, right. I just love that. I think this is another instance where Stephanie is like, man, what do teenagers what think these teenagers days? Think? <laughs> and you know what? A teenage what girl, right? She's just like, ew, cars. Like, this I is like, I can't understand. This is almost as bad as the estrogen rush of Port Angeles. Ugh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, one of my other favorite parts here is that she comments on how unusual Quill and Embry's names are, but then she names her child Renesme. so. <laughs> nice move. I really enjoyed meeting Quill and Embry. Embry is, like, the pure emo boy template. He, <laughs> like, like, sticks, like, one hand into his jeans and is, like, tall and skinny. Yeah. Uh, and I just love him. And also, if you guys have listened to all of our minisodes, then you would know classic friend of the pod, Shelly. I could totally see Shelly going out with Embry. Embry is Shelly's <laughs> type, for sure. Okay, uh, and then Shelly's really into nerdy white boys. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but he's, like, a nerdy indigenous Tall, boy. Tall, lanky, indigenous boy. It's pretty close. Yeah. Do you think he has, like, an emo haircut? You know, like, with the, the hair flopped in the face? Well, this was, it's like, 2006. So, so yes. probably. <laughs> Although, it actually says, um, one side of his hair, okay, so his hair is chin length and parted down the middle, one side tucked mm-hmm. behind his left ear while the right side swung free. Oh, yeah, that was so specific. Yeah. That's not but really also, an emo like, haircut. I could see it. I can see it. But it's just like it's his energy, you know? He's got like a shy little smile. Like I just <laughs> I just kind of see it for him. He's got the energy. Although um, I want to be clear that I do think Shelly would go out with Embry because I don't want to imply that she will only <laughs> date white men. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. totally not true. Okay, yeah. That's not her. <laughs> uh then... back that comment. <laughs> Bella says that she has to leave because she has to go cook dinner for Charlie and then I was mad for like another five minutes uh and then generally yeah you kind of get nice uh nice Jacob vibes yeah Yeah. I actually wanted to um come in and say you know maybe I've had some negative feelings about Jacob in the past that weren't entirely fair 
Um, because I was just reading this and I was like, I don't know. It's really nice for her to have like an interaction with a teenager. An actual friend who's actually a teenager. Who's actually a teenager. They like high five and just are goofy. And I was yeah. like, oh, I like they that. They have so much fun. Age appropriate person and uh-huh. you're having fun. Like, holler. I, I that actually reminds do support me. That. That reminds me that we actually got a listener letter um, <laughs> about Jacob, and we should have read all our listener letters at the top like normal, but we oh, forgot. Oh, yeah, we forgot. Um, so I'm going to read us. part of this one. That's okay. You know, we can, we'll read this one now, and then we'll do the next one later on. Right. So this one has my favorite subject line of all time. <laughs> so everybody who writes from here on out, try to top this. <laughs> it says, Charlie's ass versus the camera. <laughs> uh, it's from Lauren. Lauren, thank you so much for writing in. She writes some really nice things at the top. Um, okay, so she's rereading the books because Midnight Sun is coming up. And she says there were several times she had to put the books down. It's so uncomfortable reading how Bella and Jacob interact, knowing that he will end up imprinting on her daughter, which is already gross since she's just a kid. But can you imagine she has to grow up knowing that her werewolf boyfriend was claiming to be in love with her mom? The whole tent scene in Eclipse is super awkward now. Manipulating Bella to kiss him and admit she loves him? Jacob literally thinks in Breaking Dawn, how many times have I pictured Bella naked? So clearly this guy has had some sexual thoughts about the mother of his love interest. Poor Renesmee growing up and having to learn all this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like none of this is ever addressed in the books or by Stephanie Meyer. Does knowing how Breaking Dawn ends affect the way that you reread and interpret the series? Am I the only one who is disturbed by this? Thanks again. (laughs) Keep up all the hard work. Lauren, we love you. Thank you for this. We love you. And also, you are not alone. (laughs) I had completely forgotten all like the sort of icky details about the whole Jacob and Esme thing like the only thing I remembered was like oh he imprinted on her so but like, I mean Lauren brings up like the whole tent scene and you know like thinking about Bella and I'm just like <laughs> oh yeah I mean never mind <laughs> on the page the Jacob Renesme thing is only ever like and he imprinted and now the love triangle is over yay everybody's happy and like so, like, none of it is on the page. I think she's right. that like. Get- well, there's a part where, on the page, where Bella is really upset. And she's like, okay, but she's a baby. Yeah. And Jacob, if I remember correctly, is like, he doesn't, like, say the word, like, romantically or whatever. But he says, like, I don't have romantic feelings right. for her. It's just not yeah, like she's that. a baby. I just care about her more than anything in the world. Right. And, like, the people around mm. them are like, well, one day like they're gonna get together because no one will be more perfect for her than Jacob and like, Bella's like mm, that's messed up at what point do his feelings become sexual right right yeah probably so not when he turned when she turns 18 the day of <laughs> that's probably not it probably not I mean that's its own thing I feel like you know we'll get there the real question is like does that ruin it for you does that ruin no. all of this for you For me, the answer is no, because as I'm rereading, even though I know that's where it's going to go, my rereading experience, it's like, well, that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. So later in, I forget if it's New Moon, later in Eclipse, where Jacob, like, 
kisses Bella against her will, that's where I go like anti-Jacob super hard. Mm -hmm. But right now it's really fun because I get to enjoy Jacob because he's like still pure and not an asshole yet and just like has a crush on Bella and wants to be a good friend. Yeah. And so this this is the fun Jacob time. Yeah. That's going to change. Is I think very different from the Jacob that I I don't know remember and think about when I think mm-hmm. about the series like right because he's also pre werewolf mm-hmm. and so he's just like this goofy little kid who yeah. has a crush and you're like oh. so I think right now it's really easy to separate yeah. um the characters in this way but you know who knows when I get to it. Um, eclipse. I don't. I don't know if it'll be different, but we'll I feel like common accepted sort of wisdom in the in most of the fandom is like New Moon. Jacob is awesome, and Stephanie fucked him over mm. everything after this book. <laughs> like she set up this really cute, sweet, wonderful character, and so a bunch of people fell in love with him because he's great. And then she just kills it. She just ruins all of it later. So hard. So well, I feel similar to. to Maya that right now I'm able to enjoy him because it's easy. I also think partly it's because Breaking Dawn felt like such a departure. Like when I read it, even, you know, I think we all experienced like, oh, this is whack. Like, what is this? And so I think that makes it a lot easier to sort of separate it. Right. From my current reading experience because it's so off the wall. Right. Yeah. Thanks for writing in, Lauren. That was a great question. We really appreciate it. Okay. So back to the chapter. Yeah. Bella is just like enjoying her time with Jacob. They're like joking around. Charlie is kind of like feeling really tentatively optimistic mm-hmm. Bella says that she doesn't have to remind herself to look interested and to nod or smile at appropriate intervals the way yeah. I had to with everyone else she's just like kind of feeling like herself again and it's really cool she like smiles yeah she's um she's worried about her nightmares she's been having nightmares every night and this is the first night that she doesn't have her nightmare and so she can actually sleep and she I really relate to her sort of like wariness she's like kind of waiting for it all to come back but it's like oh I feel okay and this is really new she sets up a few things that we're going to be seeing throughout the rest of the book she describes Jacob as like a perpetually happy person mm-hmm. like like an earthbound sun that's just kind of like shining on people all the time. And we're Mm going to see him described that way several times throughout the rest of the series. When he's not being his best self, she's going to be like, where was that like, you know, warm, sunny Jacob just shined on everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, we start getting like deeper into the age stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Jacob is like, "Um, yeah, I think like Quill likes you. Um, well, she's like, I, yeah, Quill's funny. And he's like, oh, I think he likes you. And she goes, he's too young for me. And Jacob, like, gets all pouty. And it's like, not, like, that much younger than you. <laughs> it's clearly talking about him. Once again, something that they could communicate to one another, but they don't. It, True. It's a joy. Later, though, um, I forget if it's this chapter or the next one. We're going to get to it. We see Jacob, like, really communicating really well. <laughs> I wrote a communicator, a king. Wow. Um, we get the iconic line they're comparing their like sizes and bella says five foot four is perfectly average 
it's not my fault you're a freak which oh yeah iconic so they yeah they start playing this game which i had kind of forgotten about where they assign each other mental ages um so in the vein of bella saying that she's like 40 years old on the inside they start sort of comparing reasons to add and lose years on their age so uh bella loses years because she doesn't know how to change a tire but she gets one back for being in charge of the bookkeeping at my house uh, which is who knows what who knows what that means so old-fashioned um and i wrote i forgot how funny this was yeah it is funny there's also a line by the time we got back to la push i was 23 and he was 30 which is funny it it did remind me of like i don't know just like the sort of little things that I had with some crushes in high school that you just know like little inside like, they're jokes. Just like, right they're just like really silly yeah like she doesn't ever have anything silly with Edward no it's not that we know about. not that we see not that we get to see everything is intense yeah you're my own personal brand of heroin <laughs> right and like here she's just like well now I'm 23 and you're 30 but what are your guys's like mental age <laughs> Ooh. I've always been a Bella, like, saying that I was old. Like, people said that I was, like, old in a young person's body, so. I definitely see you as one of the more kind of, like, practical, forward-thinking people in our friend group. Well, that's very kind of you. Um, I'm gonna go with, like, I don't know, mid-30s. Like, I don't think I'm, like, old, old. I'm yeah, closing Yeah, not old, it. old. Just, like, making good choices. <laughs> I think I'm mentally 28. <laughs> which is on. how old I am. I'm outside also. Yeah, okay. physically. <laughs> I'm gonna have to disagree with that assessment. Oh okay, how old do you think I am? Like, maybe like upper elementary. <laughs> I was like gonna say nine. like 14. <laughs> I mean, I would love to be 11. <laughs> yeah, nine is definitely better than 14. I mean, I would love to be nine. That's that would be so ideal. Yeah, I think just like that. Melissa has more uh, like baked in anxiety than a nine year old naturally. Well, it depends has. on the nine year old. It does depend <laughs> on the nine year old. <laughs> you know, I just I want the carefreeness <laughs> of being a nine year old. The... Yeah, but do you have it? Well, I don't know. Why is the one who said I was nine? <laughs> I don't. I was thinking more along the lines of like, pretty dictated by emotion. <laughs> yeah, but like, should you also lows. take uh, joy in simple things? Joy in the simple things. Uh, I love simple things. They're great. <laughs> You said that, and your eyes were like, it's so hard to describe. They were like fluttering. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Maya, you go. What mental age am I? I don't know. I feel, okay, so I feel like I make some pretty responsible choices. Like, every time I get a raise, which isn't that often because I'm in publishing, (laughs) I up my 401k contribution. Guys, I contribute like 11%. That's But if that's our Melissa has like stocks and shit. Yeah, I got I got investments. Yeah. Did you Melissa? buy those yourself? Yes. Yes. Oh. I also yeah. have some stocks actually that I bought myself. Exactly. So I just I see see this is where we differ. Well, differ, this is why the, this differ. is how the game works. Exactly. Like you lose 
some years for some things, and then you gain some years for having some stocks invest- invested. Anyway, exactly. I feel like I make some like pretty smart choices, but at the same time, like Melissa, I'm very dictated by emotion. <laughs> I was like, we, also, we have to be similar in age. I think I would have said like 18. We're very similar people, for sure. Exactly. Like, I think we're probably around the same age. The the things that make us, like, tease each other or be hard on each other sometimes, I think, are typically things that we also, like, could say about ourselves. Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> I, so what you're saying to that me is I... that you're both raging hypocrites. I don't want to... What like, we're saying I is that we're like... friends. Yeah. <laughs> um, self-deprecating... Uh, mutual the allies i don't think it counts unless you acknowledge at the time that it's a thing that you also do (laughs) well it's it's hard to do that when you're being governed by emotion (laughs) (laughs) whatever anyway so at one point bella goes over to uh jacob's house and like a bunch of people from like you know just the neighborhood are there all eating dinner together. Jacob gets a really good dig in. Uh, Billy's like, my super secret recipe for spaghetti. And Jacob's like, I don't think my goo's been around that long. Hey. <laughs> like, that's funny. And then we just need to call Stephanie Meyer out again. It gives us no pleasure, but we have a responsibility to do it. She's I know describing. What you're say. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to call Stephanie out on in this in this section. <laughs> um, she's describing Leah, and she says she was a senior like me, but a year older. She was beautiful in an exotic way: perfect copper skin, glistening black hair, eyelashes like feather dusters, and preoccupied. And she talks about how she was like on the phone. Here's the thing: saying that Leah is beautiful in an exotic way means that whiteness is like the typical way to be beautiful mm-hmm. and if you're non-white and you're beautiful in this exotic way it's like you're the other mm-hmm. and whiteness you're, is the default you're beautiful despite the fact that you are not white yes and it's a very elegant whiteness point. yeah that was good setting whiteness as the default means that whiteness is essentially like the better more pure way to be which is uh-huh, a white supremacy which is bad which Absolutely. we don't like here and yeah. the i think the term exotic also is basically a sexualized way of saying not white like exotic doesn't mean anything in particular exotic means not white yeah, yeah i think i think doesn't isn't like the actual definition of exotic is like also foreign in some way and mm-hmm. um also leah is native american more so, og than any of the white people <laughs> more here. og than any <laughs> white person uh, so yes caller stephanie good job thumbs down the comment that i like made when i was writing was can we ban white people from using the word exotic yes. and i was but, like yeah. hmm, no one would use it anymore <laughs> Yeah, that's nobody. That means exactly. nobody. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. But Bella has a good time. Um, she writes an email to her mother that night. Um, I just thought this was funny. Renee and Phil are planning a second honeymoon trip to Disney World. <laughs> a, a second honeymoon? Isn't that just a vacation? Yeah. Like, wow, you're right. Your first honeymoon. 
the trips you take together are called vacation <laughs> or anniversary trips which are yeah different also. sure like celebrating maybe, something maybe it depends on how much you spend on them like what separates a vacation from a second honeymoon is that you spend a lot more on a second honeymoon i mean disney world is expensive but that's just like a normal vacation that's true that's just go. a normal vacation it's not like they went somewhere exotic uh... <laughs> <laughs> like said a ton of money on a place that they would never go Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Never Disney mind. World is white, which means it's not exotic. <laughs> it's, I mean, until you go to the World show- Showcase in the Epcot Center, and then, you know, oh, yeah. it's just like a beautiful tapestry. <laughs> Listeners, I, Maya, love Disney World <laughs> in a very I like, intense way. I like how Have you, you just had to make extra sure that everybody knew that it was Maya who was saying that. People need to know. Um, To answer your question, Melissa... Um, sometimes I try to count and it's actually really hard to keep track. Wow. My aunt started taking me when I was like nine and we went every year until I was like 21. Uh, so what is 21 minus nine? Oh my God. 12. 12. Okay. I don't do math, but I know Olivia Thank does math. Thank God I did that fast enough. I like, <laughs> and then I, fail, like, I will undo my entire personal brand. At least I'd say two years in there where I went twice. So that's like Ooh, 14. Yeah, 14 um, and then since 21, I've still like basically ended up going every single year. And now I'm 26. Ooh. So let's just say that that gets me to like, I don't Almost know, 18. 20. I'm not oh. doing math. <laughs> and there were definitely, a I went to like Disneyland Paris. I was going to ask if that was all year. Disney World straight up um that's pretty much all disney world but i did go to disneyland once and disneyland mm-hmm, paris mm-hmm. once mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is going to be the first year thanks to coronavirus that i don't go to disney world since i was nine years old wow i know you'll just have to that's go twice tragic. next year yeah breaking my streak go twice next really year sad. you'll be good yeah i will well, you know to paris i just want to remind everyone I will concede that your thing is worse. Thank you. It was but I was supposed to go to Switzerland trip. as well. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. Right. I would have gotten back like a few days ago. Very oh, unfortunate. I know. Uh, my biggest loss to coronavirus, honestly, was the Taylor Swift concert. But uh, hopefully it'll happen. Also sad. So. Fingers crossed. Okay, I want to get through this chapter so that we can get to the next one. Because kind of more happens in that one. I do want to draw attention to how... Bella has another psychic moment. She That's has a dream. Say. Yay! Okay, you tell it. Um, we get more psychic Bella that never pans out because that aforementioned nightmare that she has changes um, after this party that she goes to. And uh, Sam Yuli is there. Not only is he there, his shape seemed to shiver and change in my peripheral vision, which has nothing to do with anything that has happened in her real life and only has right. anything to do with the fact that he's a werewolf, which she doesn't know yet. Which, so it's literally, she's just psychic at this point. She's that just psychic. literally psychic. Oh, that's it. Okay, that's she that wakes up. She goes back to school. She starts noticing people. Lauren cut all her hair off, and Bella's so confused about it. Um, cut it off. another really it's shaved problematic. like a boy. Like, like a boy. Stephanie, cool. you've never met a single girl with short hair. Like, come on. Just just cut it. Just the back was shaved. Period. Okay, it's but not also, confusing. she 
when she's like, she's like, yeah, she, it was a really odd thing for her to do. But she also says, had all the people she was habitually <gasps> nasty to caught her behind the gym and scalped her? Like, Jesus. Like, whoa. Scalped? A very loaded word. Very loaded word. Um, and I just, I just like scribbled out this whole paragraph. I was like, "What the fuck is wrong?" Yeah, just skip over that. We don't even care about Lauren. Why are you talking about Lauren in such a nasty way for so long? Jessica tries to talk to her, and she says, "Well, I'd bet that this was just an opener, so Jessica could tell her own stories." Like, why are you so mean? Also, it's not like that's a like a character flaw like you have a story you want to we tell all do but it. you know it's like kind of impolite to just like jump in so you like you know do your just due diligence polite. of talking to your friends first it's no big deal if anything it's very polite instead of just yeah. telling your story in the middle of exactly. whatever anyone else is talking about so judgy yeah. It's not Jessica's fault that she has an amazing story that she wants to tell her friends. And she's waiting for the right moment. Right. Yeah, no, this was a moment where I just really, really did not like Bella. Yeah, Bella's not coming off great through here. Angela talks about seeing, like, a big, scary animal on the trail. And people don't really believe her. But because Bella works at the sporting goods store, she backs her up. And it's like, no, yeah, people have been talking about that. And everyone was, like, so shocked (laughs) that she's talking. Um, and at the end, Angela is, like, checking in with her. And this is just, like, the best part. I love this part of the chapter. I don't understand why Bella doesn't appreciate Angela more. Actually, I, I do. Because Bella always says, like, Angela's too perceptive. And I just like, have so many secrets. I just have too know? many secrets to keep. That's true. That yeah. is why she says she doesn't like Angela. Yeah, but Angela's such a good friend to her. The Angela's, best. like... Thank you for sticking up for me. Bella says, no problem. And Angela says, are you okay? And you can tell that Angela's speaking in like a deeper way. Like that true she's concern. Been like, yeah, really caring about Bella. And Bella says, not completely, I admitted, but I'm a little better. And Angela says, I'm glad. I've missed you. So sweet. So nice. Got way more than so Bella nice. deserves in a friend, but whatever. I know, it's true. Oh. Okay, I wish here there we was go. more Angela. I don't know why I didn't like get into Angela fan fiction. I should have I been reading that. There's a lot She's of so it. so great. I believe um, Angela Leah is a thing, which is basically just like two uh. underserved ladies who should have had it better. <laughs> oh, Adorbs. like not paired together? Love it. Yes, oh. paired together. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what I wanted. So, <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> We love to see it. Now, here we are, the chapter where more stuff happens. Chapter seven, repetition. Bella is going to the Cullen's house. It's like hard to find because even though they've only been gone like a few months, um, it's all like overgrown and stuff. And I'm like, they must do so much landscaping. It's <laughs> like, do they mow the lawn like every week or? <laughs> they do drive really fast cars by there over and over again. Who um, do you think does like the lawn mowing? Carlisle. Emmett. Even though he's the only one with a real job, I think that it's Carlisle. I think Emmett goes around and just pulls up grass really fast. <laughs> Barehanded. Yeah. Maybe it's Esme. I mean, she didn't she like build their house? So maybe she like also maintains. 
Maybe Jasper, when he's like struggling with not eating people, he's like, oh, I have to get my aggression out. I'm going to channel it into weeding. (laughs) Uh, That's hilarious. I didn't actually catch that this is called repetition. And Bella points out that it's the day... Is it the day that she showed up? It's it's the, yeah, the one year anniversary of her moving to Forks. It's interesting narratively that it does kind of feel like she started over. Like yeah. if Edward didn't exist, this would just be her first year in Forks, hanging out with Jacob, making these connections. And it's kind of a funky place to be in, in a sequel back at the beginning. Yeah. That's true. Um, she, what's kind of interesting about this is that she doesn't know what brings on the hallucinations of Edward. So she's right. trying to figure it out. And she thinks that deja vu might be it. And like right. with her starting over, you know, it's like ripe with opportunities for deja vu. Like everything yep. is the same as it was before. So that's why she goes to their house. It and does not work. Yeah, it doesn't work. It's just like kind of creepy and scary. And she doesn't even like look Bad. inside because she doesn't want to see what it's going to look like. And there are some amazing freaking writing that mm-hmm. i think i gave it for my best sentence me too oh my god Beautiful. what if you the same best sentence i bet you do we often have similar um opinions about stuff <laughs> so she leaves and instead she um goes back to jacob because that is the only thing that makes her feel good right now and um, that's when jacob becomes the communicator uh, he's worried that she only wants to hang out with him for the bikes and he says to her Bella, if I told you that I couldn't fix these bikes, what would you say? And even though he's not, like, talking about himself that much, it's, like, very clear that he, like, has this anxiety and he's using his words That's to true. ask about it. That's very And she's true. like, well, we'd do something else. And he's like, so you think you'll still come over when I'm done? And she's like, yes. <laughs> and it's just, like, a really sweet moment where he isn't trying to play it cool. And he's right. just, like, like being himself and being honest. And I really appreciate Jacob for that. And honestly, he's calling Bella out for a thing that she actually kind of was doing. (laughs) Like this whole thing didn't start as I want to hang out with Jacob. It was like, oh, Jacob could fix these motorcycles so that I can hallucinate about my- This person is useful to me. And she liked him. So she's telling the truth. I think that now she would hang out again. Oh, I agree. Yeah. I definitely think that- even if Jacob couldn't fix the bike, she would hang out with him. Um, but I do think that she would still be searching for other, like, adventure things for them to be doing together. Yeah. Like, um, she Jacob wouldn't replace that impulse. Right. I did have a thought when I was reading this section, because we have talked about before how New Moon is a really weird sequel in that it starts and finishes at like the same point you know mm-hmm. it starts off with her and edward and then it ends basically with her and edward as if you know the whole entire book like, didn't even happen right but, because they don't progress from beginning to end exactly but i was like thinking about how like basically the whole point of this book is like to establish jacob as a character and as a person and i don't I was trying to remember when love triangles were like a trope, like when they started being a trope in YA, and it I think it might have been with Twilight. Um, I think Twilight was a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, I think they were always right. I a, mean, 
popular plot device but i know sure. what you mean about it kind of like exploding into the only right thing it becoming like the next thing and like i don't know i just it really sort of occurred to me that you know because this book starts and finishes at the same spot that it really serves to propel the whole love triangle aspect you know i think that i would argue that we don't actually start and finish at the same spot because they do progress. I would say the big change is that Bella understands at the end of New Moon that Edward truly does love her. Mm-hmm. Whereas before yeah. that, she like never really thought it. Yeah, that's um, true. But like, I still agree that it's a weird sequel and that all the loose ends and dangers that they established in Twilight, they I'm just still- like still exist yeah. at the end none right? of yeah. them get tied up right we end back in the same spot in the sense that like we're still concerned about all the dangers from before but melissa's right now it's with this added complexity of bella's feelings for jacob right right but and later books more interesting i think it'll be interesting throughout to talk about how bella herself changes over this time because you know that's also a thing that happens in New Moon. And right here, I was thinking about how, you know, she and Jacob talks about talk about how, oh, well, they should throw in some homework time, um, maybe a couple times a week, but recklessness every other day. And I was thinking how that's not really her normal self. And I wouldn't say that it's like her next normal self. I think it feels right. more like a departure from her normal self. So it contributes to her change but it it's not yet her sort of finding a new self I think right she's in process right now yeah I think that we from this get a Bella that like does legitimately enjoy motorcycle riding <laughs> but that hasn't actually become a more reckless person right, right. she's right. still very simple she's very practical and like now she's got a new hobby but in every and other I, realm, she's still careful. And I feel like she's sort of throwing herself into the recklessness as a thing to try. It doesn't right, feel yeah. like, it sort of feels like a, a phase or like a thing that you try out to see if it's going to be part of your new self. Which finally is very developmentally appropriate. Normally, like this 40 year old lady <laughs> yeah. who's like, so, like stuck in her ways. But now she's a teenager discovering who she is. She's trying Gosh. new things to see how it feels. That's true. Except for the part where uh, in the last chapter, she cleaned the kitchen twice because she was like anxious or maybe bored. And in this chapter, she spends an entire afternoon making lasagna, which is not really a thing that you do unless you're like really into cooking as a teenager. I would say that she might just be one of those nervous cleaners. That's like, I'm true. not one, so I don't But, like, them, do you but... really become a nervous cleaner at 18? Like, I well, think people develop are... into nervous cleaners more commonly when you have your own space that you literally have to clean. That's true. Maybe. Maybe so. <laughs> so she basically runs the whole house, so. She totally does. She yeah. runs the books, you know. Yeah, she, she does all me. the bookkeeping. She also, oh, we skipped over the part where she has a checkbook, and that's oh yeah, her parts for the motorcycle. I love it. <laughs> Remember that? Like, made me think about like you know standing at the grocery store checkout line and your mom like writing <laughs> a check to pay for the groceries. <laughs> How much yeah. longer those lines must have been? Yeah, it took forever. 
two minutes to write a check every time. And now I, it's like when you're trying to like put some change away because you paid in cash for some weird reason, you like feel all like rushed along because <laughs> or you just feel oh, yeah. like everybody's like, what is this girl doing still standing here? It, I no. do remember when I worked in retail um, at Joseph Beck, they still accepted checks. And uh, the Joseph only. Such a great bookstore. Yeah, such a great bookstore. FYI, if we have any. Uh, Cincinnatians listen to the pod. Or uh, Lexington, in Lexington, Kentucky. True, um, but it was there's it was always people who are like over the age of eighty who did it. <laughs> um, so oh, I've never paid for anything with a check except for like rent or like paying security deposits. I mean, how many teenagers had a checking account? I did. I mean, I. Did. <laughs> I definitely got one at some point. I don't think I had to pay with anything, pay for anything with a check until college. I, I, I had got, to pay for some stuff in college. I got a checking account specifically so I could get a credit card and start building my credit. And that happened when I was like 17. But like I never used my checkbook. I had a I credit card. Rent. Uh, now I only ever use it for rent. Although my last apartment, no. My second to last apartment before my current one, I had to pay in cash. Oh, Are so you kidding me? That's one so day, I got like $1,000 out from the ATM so I could pay my Terrifying. rent. It was like a Friday. And the next day, I went out into Manhattan <gasps> and I forgot that I had $1,000 in cash <gasps> in my backpack. <gasps> the whole day, so scared that I was oh going to get God. Wow. It was awful. And I had like, so many plans and I considered like canceling all of them and going so home. home. <laughs> funny. Well, I'm glad you I'm didn't glad. get robbed. Me oh yeah, too. here she's, I just turned the page and she was cleaning the toilet. Like, <laughs> Charlie needs to fucking clean this house. He really should. Or like, he's been living this whole time, like not supporting anyone but himself. Like maybe right. he paid a little child support. He can probably afford a cleaner. Like if he That's doesn't true. like to clean, pay someone. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so um, she goes back to school. Mike asks her out like immediately because he's like, "Oh, Bella's talking again. I must date her." And you know, <laughs> to his credit, he like waited until it seemed like she was kind of getting over Edward. So That's true. Yeah. Uh, and then she says to him, "I don't date." When really, what you mean is, I'm not currently dating. He like watched you date someone for a oh, long time. Really shitty I mean, thing to say. I think that's fine. As someone who also isn't dating, uh, I like to think that, you know, there's just lots of different ways that you need to phrase it at certain times in order to really convey to someone that you <laughs> don't want to date them. But I think if you were Bella in this scenario, you might say, like, I'm, like, not ready to date right now. Or, like, right. I'm not interested in dating anymore. Not dating. Yeah. Yeah, not I don't date don't when he date. knows you already did. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm willing to give this to her. Okay. All That's right, fine. all right. That's fair. Oh, and then she, like, goes, like, back to somebody's house. I forget, but I have <laughs> to Google this. She's like, I don't want, I want to, like, do whatever, blah, blah, blah. We're watching Monster Garage on the Discovery oh, yeah. Channel. <laughs> That's a real show. Is it? I'm looking about monster trucks. I mean, maybe I'm. Maybe it's not a real show. I don't know. No, it is. Um, yeah. 
I Google imaged it and I don't see any monster trucks, but it seems like kind of like low rider situations. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What an interesting, like, single branded thing to decide to I'm throw in. I'm just saying, for Stephanie to always make jabs at ways only liking cars, the only specifics she, she knows ever what monster gives garage is. <laughs> are about <Yeah>. cars. <laughs> it's a lot of like airbrushed flames. I love it. I love that. Okay, that's delightful. Um, Then Jacob is like, Jacob calls and he's like, Bella with a strange formal tone to his voice, (laughs) which I found really fun and delightful. Yes. Hey, Jake, I believe that we have a date. And so she knows that the motorcycles are done. So she runs out of there like grabbing her stuff on the way like bye charlie how did you see jake like the down has no chill i don't want to skip over how she says uh she tells jacob that he gets 10 years for this one and he says cool i'm middle-aged now <laughs> and then she runs out she threw the cleaning supplies under the bathroom counter and grabbed her jacket um <laughs> And we just get this moment of like Charlie seeing that she's racing out to go over to Jacob's. And I just put myself in Charlie's shoes for a second. Oh, yeah. And I realized that I would think that Bella was the most dramatic serial dater <laughs> in, my, oh, yeah. in my life that I'd ever seen. Like, okay, she, this is your teenage daughter who last year like stormed out and ran away from home. Because she because was so she upset. Too much. Right. Because she loved her boyfriend too much and it was freaking her out. Then immediately made up with him after breaking her leg by falling down a flight of stairs. Intensely right. dated him. Right. All summer. Then was dramatically broken up with and was completely unfunctional for four months. Hangs out with Jacob one time and is then like insanely obsessed with hanging out with Jacob. Yeah. I think either as Charlie, I would feel that way or I'd just be so relieved. I mean, that's definitely where he is. Right. I don't know. I mean, it could be that like deep down he's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should have been around more to like talk to her. It's all happening over again. Now it maybe, feels late. I don't know. Maybe this is the lack of a father figure in her life really <laughs> showing itself. But like, I would definitely think that they were going to start dating just as intensely as she dated Edward last year. That would be my assumption. Really know that Jacob, while wonderful, doesn't have like that intensity that Edward has. That's Jacob true. Would be like, oh yeah, that's fun. Does not seem quite as much like an old man as right Edward charlie's an old like. fart and he doesn't understand so <laughs> parents just don't understand Damn they're straight. driving to go to a place where there's not gonna be much traffic so they can start using the bikes and that's when we see cliff jumpers yeah. Yeah. over and like gets out of the car even though she like <laughs> no she like can't help she's just like Ugh. she thinks that they're dying she thinks that they're jumping to their deaths but it's and just like she just stops her car though and like gets out. But like Bella, keep driving to that. If- but she even <laughs> says like I knew that like it wasn't rational because like really I should probably turn around and like to go, go get drive home to call. And so she just like gets out. <laughs> and it's like, like oh. cell phones. 
I forgot. I keep forgetting they don't have cell phones. I know. Well, like what they do, they but different. not widespread. Yeah. Totally. Oh, like, yeah, cell phones were around at this point. I definitely yes. had a cell phone when I read this book. But yeah, remember yeah. at the end of Twilight, she's on the cell phone with. They have the like burner cell phones. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Burner but, cell like, phone, but she doesn't have a cell phone. No, she does not. Yeah, it was like that era when not everyone who had, not everybody had one, and like. So if you were cool, you had that phone with the full keyboard, the sidekick, or a razor. Oh, I had a razor. This was, this was still razor era. I loved my razor phone. I had a silver case on it with a dragon, and the case made it bulkier. And this girl from my French class, Bella. I'm not gonna <gasps> say her last name, but I remember it, and it started with a B. And I saw her on a plane a couple months ago. Anyway, Bella was like. No offense, but you have a fat phone. And I'm like, <laughs> one, why would I be offended by that? There's like nothing wrong with that. Two, it's just a case. Three, why would you even comment on that? Like, that's so weird of you. All of our phones are Four, fat. this is my really cool razor phone that I'm really proud of with the yeah. dragon on the case. I was jealous of people with razor phones. Oh, yeah. I never had a razor phone. I didn't, I didn't have a razor phone. Like, my phone didn't even, like, there weren't cases made for it. it was just like a flip phone that it actually never broke you know I just stopped using it because it wasn't cool anymore guys I had like a non-flip like Nokia phone I was like Uh ultimate uh, and that wasn't even until like eighth grade that's when I got my first cell phone I got my first cell phone you're older than me though that's true that's true I got I had like a phone that I bought at like a Kroger one time and it had the most fun game on it. And like once a year I tried to do intense Googling to try to figure out what that game was and like I'm never gonna find it again. It was so fun. I'm just sorry. So uh so Jake and laughing and Bella's like, how could be how could he be so cold blooded? Which is like a funny criticism when literally her favorite people are literally literally cold. And he's like, mm, they're just like having fun. Like most of us jump from lower, but those guys like think they're so tough. So they're jumping from up there. And she's like, I had never witnessed anything so reckless in all my life. I smiled. Jake, you have to take me cliff diving. But she turned around <laughs> real quick. <laughs> she's like, I want to try. I insist. Like, oh, they're not dead? Okay, I'd like to do that. No, Jake awesome. literally has to be like, okay, but not now. Like, we're not doing it now. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, not now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So then um, he start- Jacob starts to talk about the group that's doing it, which is Sam Yuli and his... Um, I don't know, pack. That's the only way to say it. And Bella can tell that something is up, that he feels weird about it, and he doesn't really like Sam. So she kind of pokes about it to find out more. Um, she is a good friend in this moment. That's true. She She's perceptive and right. curious. Exactly. She recognizes that he's not doing so hot, and she asks him if he's okay. And honestly, yeah. it's the first time she's ever done this. <laughs> So this is when we find out that Sam and the people who are running with him, um, he calls them his disciples at first, which is, I don't know, very Christian. I I still notice all the Christian words that she uses. Um, And they're 
sort of sticking together. They run off some guys from a different reservation and they get kind of, um, I mean, he describes them as kind of into like their tribe pride and um, defending um, their families and their tribe. And he feels weird about it. He feels like it's like really intense. The other thing he points out is that boys who don't like him who didn't used to like sam will disappear for two weeks and then suddenly become best friends with sam right like embry right embry's the one that is the most well that's gonna happen oh no one of them one One of of these has already happened i think you're right i think it's embry oh yeah you're probably right hang on i have something i want to say about sam and the people that they that his like disciples ran off yeah Mm -hmm. so the guys from like the Maka Res, big guy, scary looking, word got around that he was selling meth to kids and Ooh. Sam usually like runs him off. And is it wrong to sell meth to children? Yes. yes. I do want to make that clear. That is bad. Don't sell meth at all, much <laughs> less to kids. But Sam and his people come off like such freaking dorks from it. <laughs> like, they're just like running around the reservation, just like talking about like like protecting everybody. And they just like like they're hall monitors. Like, monitors. <laughs> like dorks. I they're thought you were gonna point monitors. out that the people who come to do this are also other indigenous people. Um and I don't know, making it drug related feels a little stereotyping to me also. Oh yes, yes. That's very fair. And, like, also, running people off and stopping them from selling drugs is a good thing. And I don't think, like, other things they do are hall monitory, but, like, preventing them from selling drugs is not (laughs) Well, that's exactly what I said. I said selling selling meth to kids is bad, but they seem like hall monitors. It's true. (laughs) Jacob does do a really good job of, he's like, they're like a gang. But, but like not cool. But nerdy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there were other things that made them seem more nerdy than that thing. But now I'm not. Gonna Bella says it. they're annoyingly goody two shoes for a gang. <laughs> <laughs> goody two shoes. Wow, like, what a word. It was so funny. Yeah, they're kind of um, just acting like tough guys. So there's like more about that and how sam has a lot of respect from like important people in the tribe and how they like give him kind of like free run to do whatever he wants and that's very mysterious and it's very mysterious because now sam is like treating jacob differently and like giving him special attention and jacob really doesn't like it yeah bella said they're waiting she says, it all sounds really annoying and strange, but I don't get why you're taking it so personally. This was mm. one moment, even though I think Bella's being a great friend here, where I was like, Bella, maybe just ask him instead of phrasing it like that. Right. Uh-huh. Right. I mean, Say, she's unpracticed. It's fine. Right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> she's true. right. Good point. Good point. And so Jacob is just like, yeah, I just like don't want to be treated special. And this is really scary. And he gets emotional. And Bella's like, there for him we learned how this happened to embry and we learned that jacob's great grandpa was sort of the last chief we had and they still listen to billy maybe because of that and it feels like that's why they're treating him special maybe 
Like yeah, they're waiting like, for something. But they like never did that before. So why now? Seems like right. a weird coincidence. And yeah, it was but, Embry missed a week of school and then suddenly became best friends with Sam. Yeah, and then there's like kind of a flirtatious vibe that comes up. Bella hugs Jacob and Jacob's am I remembering this correctly? Jacob's hug back is like like he like enjoys it too much. No. He says, I found the page. Um, his fingers touched my hair, soft and tentative. And Jacob's like, if this is how you're gonna re- react, I'll freak out more often. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jacob no no feelings so she like reminds him that it's just friendship for her she says it's hard to believe I'm two years older than you right so here's Bella not communicating not and instead of saying hey we should just be friends she very right. tangentially is like hmm too bad I'm so much older than you since you know girls right. can never she literally you were younger than her. says to herself well it was friendship for me yeah and i'm like girlfriend you are more than welcome to say that to him right, right. <laughs> and like would it be awkward yes but she could do it she could say she could step back and say jacob i know this is like kind of weird for me to say out of nowhere but I just want to tell you how much I've appreciated your friendship and it's been helping me feel a lot better. Yeah. And sometimes I worry. After my traumatic like, breakup four break. months ago. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I worry that like you might kind of feel differently. And so I just kind of want to like throw it out there now that I'm looking to stay friends. And yeah. then it gives him the opportunity to be like, oh yeah, totally. I wasn't like thinking you like that. You're weirdo. Right. You're too old for me, right? You're in your 40s. <laughs> Or no, right. you're too young for me. I'm practically in my forties. Like, right. Bella, use words. But no, but no, right. Like, it would be words. awkward for a minute. But guess what's also awkward? Continually having someone <laughs> grab your hair. Right. And... Have it continue unsaid for <laughs> yeah, <too> exactly. <laughs> you know what else is awkward? Two more books in this series where he finds out. But I'm dumb. And that's the um, end. Then they're yeah. ready to go do the motorcycles. But they don't do it yet. Cliffhanger. They don't yet. Except not on the cliffhanger, cliff. right. Ha, they're what are the cliffs. <laughs> what are we a reading next week? Uh, let's just say two chapters because we're lazy. Oh, perfect. Third wheel <laughs> and the meadow. What? Wait, guys. Hold on. No, wait. Adrenaline and. Oh, yeah, you're right. I can't third read. Third wheel. Adrenaline. Okay, we're holding. Don't we're know what's holding. happening with Melissa right now. She's dying. Her phone is dying. I don't know. I dropped my phone. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, everything would have been fine without you, TBH, for like that 20 seconds, but I'm glad you're back. Can you hear me? There yes. you are. <laughs> okay. Welcome wow. home. What a, Do you have your phone what back? A journey. Um, yeah, and also I had been talking to you for like 30 seconds, but <laughs> kept talking to me as if I weren't here. And I was like, no, guys, I might right here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm back. Anyway, uh, we're reading chapters eight and nine next week. Uh, let's do best sentence, worst sentence, and we can't forget that other listener email. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a best sentence, which I might be stealing from one of you. Maya already mentioned it. Like an earthbound sun, whenever someone was within his gravitational pull, Jacob warmed them. 
just simple, nice little metaphor. Sets up a dichotomy between him and Edward immediately. Right. And it just nice. it like kind of reminds you of like someone that you know, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like not like one person that we all know, but like we all just have someone feeling. in our life who's like really sunny and like kind of makes you think that they just kind of spread their like warmth and happiness over people. Yeah. It's very true. My best sentence is when she's talking about how she doesn't want to go look in the house. Um, she's worried that one, what, like, wouldn't it be worse if there were no change? But then she's like, okay, but actually, what if everything remained untouched and forgotten behind them, just like me? Mm. I was like, oh God. Poignant. Oh, my best sentence is the very next sentence. Wow. It's the very next few sentences. Um, ooh, Melissa, do you want to read, reread your best sentence and then I'll go right into my best sentence and we'll like tag team it? Okay. Wait. Like we're passing like- up a ton. Okay. I feel like I need to read the paragraph. Can I read the paragraph? Yeah. What the heck? Okay. But wouldn't it be worse if there were no change? If the couches sat just as I'd last seen them, the paintings on the walls, worse still, the piano on its low platform, it would be second only to the house disappearing altogether to see that there was no physical possession that tied them in any way, that everything remained untouched and forgotten behind them, just like me. I turned my back on the gaping emptiness and hurried to my truck. I nearly ran. I was anxious to be gone to get back to the human world. I felt hideously empty and I wanted to see Jacob. Just like hideously empty. That's a good phrase. Emptiness, the human world. It's so evocative. After that, um, Bella describes friendship and you can tell that she's not used to it. She's like, (laughs) maybe I was developing a new kind of sickness, another addiction, like the numbness before. I didn't care. I pushed my truck as fast as it would go as I barreled towards my fix. Uh, What you're describing is getting support from a friend. Um, (laughs) You now have someone who supports you and you really are craving that support. So you're hurrying to him. Yeah, their relationship at this point is not unhealthy in any way. Like she wants to see him a lot, but it's not like to the point where she can't do other things or like. Right. I don't know. And like especially when you're a teenager you do want to spend like all your time with yeah. your like best friend and how it is like, oh totally i remember in elementary school i would get off the bus and like the girl who lived down the street would have gone off the bus like two minutes before and as soon as i got <laughs> in the house i called her like, <laughs> i did that in third school <laughs> Like, That's me funny. and a friend lived on the same bus route, and she got dropped off at her stop, and I got dropped off at mine, and then I would just walk to her stop <laughs> That's to hilarious. hang out with her at her house. I, uh, I remember there being, like, a rule, like, I couldn't just, like, get off at her stop. I was going to say, time. like, legally, the bus driver will not let right. you get off at the exactly. wrong stop. <laughs> exactly. But, like, I would just walk to her house from there. That's <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, it makes so much sense. When you're a kid, you just want to hang out with your friends all the time. Exactly. Ladies' worst sentences. I have mine locked, loaded, and ready to go. Bella is, like, home. Like, nothing in particular is happening. She goes to sleep, thinks she's going to have a nightmare, and she doesn't. So she wakes up. 
I stared at the pale silver light coming through my window. A stunned. What the fuck? (laughs) What? That's it. You've never seen silver light. I've never seen silver light. 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 It's like when it's like cloudy outside and it's not golden because there's too many clouds and it's like sort of morning. she can like, say that. Gray, <laughs> gray. No, okay. I've seen yellow light. <laughs> I've seen golden light. Yeah, golden light. Like you know, the like light in the morning when like the sun's like coming in through your windows, like Bella is experiencing here. It should be golden. <laughs> There's just yeah, but she's sad, so it's not it better. Look, I'm against it. It's my worst sentence. If you don't like it, pick your own. You can bite her. <laughs> Come over here, risk coronavirus, and bite me. Um, um, my I best will sentence, be doing that. Or not best sentence, sorry. My worst sentence is one that we've already described, but honestly, it's just a worst paragraph, and I want to read another paragraph. Um, I barely recognized Lauren. She'd cut off all her blonde corn silk hair. Now she had a pixie cut so short that the back was shaped like a boy. What an odd thing for her to do. I wished I knew the reason behind it. Did she get gum stuck in it? Did she sell it? Had all the people she was habitually nasty to (laughs) caught her behind the gym and scalped her? That's my worst sentence. Wow, hearing (laughs) you read it out loud makes it even weirder. It's just like so long and you're right. right that scalping is a really loaded word mm-hmm. to use in a book with main with characters who are indigenous. Yeah. Like, what? Messed yes. up. <laughs> Not good. Um, she spends way too much time wondering, like, so if she got time. gum in her hair. She's she like, doesn't even she care about it? Lauren. Did she sell her hair? In, <laughs> like, you know what? Maybe she fucking did. What's so bad about that? <laughs> but like, maybe she donated it. You don't maybe know Maybe she donated it. But, like, she just says, like, why did she do that? Did she sell it? Like, who cuts their hair to sell it? Just I don't to sell know. it. Right. Like, if you cut your hair and sell it, it's probably not to sell it. Right. It's and probably to then, cut your hair, and then you're like, well, I might as well sell this thing. Exactly. You know, if she's cutting her hair to sell it, then she definitely has much bigger issues than you, girlfriend, and you really need to accept that. Have some empathy for her. You're yeah. Right. I would love to read that fan fiction. Like, what? <laughs> underbelly of forks has lauren got involved with it <laughs> this bad and like can't like talk to her parents or like that job. She's quick she's got to sell her hair <laughs> exactly wow that's incredible um we also already talked about my worst sentence and i'm just gonna reread it even though i'm the one who read it before many of the words they used were unfamiliar to me and i figured i'd have to have a y chromosome to really understand the excitement. Hate it. Hate it. Just hate gender stereotypes. I just hate them. Yep. Oh, they make me so mad. They make me so mad. (laughs) They are rife in this section of the book. Rife. There's just so many of them in this two in these two chapters. There's just like so much of her cooking and cleaning and like weird offhand comments that are unnecessary. Her hair's been shaved like a boy. Yeah, it's so unnecessary. (laughs) Stephanie was really doing the most. (laughs) Okay, it's time. For a reader email. Because after I mean, this, Scott and I are going to go watch Avatar. And I'm excited. <gasps> I love Avatar. We're in book two. 
I would die for Toph. Okay, so this one is from Tina. She says, hey, it's Tina again. Smiley face. Tina, welcome back. Hi, Tina. Tina, Tina. Hype, hype, hype. So she is writing about something we talked about during our first new moon episode. Uh, Remember then how far we've all come. I love it. (laughs) She says, you guys are talking about how the cover of new moon is sort of meaningless, but there is actually a meaning to it. I don't know if the meaning was intended from the beginning while they were making the cover or if we fans just made it up. However, the meaning that there is to it is that the flower basically represents Bella. It's white and pure, but it's sort of stained and has blood all over it. Specifically, it represents Bella in New Moon when she gets a paper cut at her birthday party and Edward pushes her into a wall. Very stupidly, I must add, I mean, for a hundred-year-old vampire, you'd think he was smarter. And anyway, she's all covered in blood afterwards, like the flower. I know I'm a bit late since the episode was a while ago. Look, you're you're never too late. Never too late, late, y'all. And though I never like being contradicted, I was telling them this, I do appreciate (laughs) communication so we love communication also i don't even necessarily consider this wonderful email a contradiction because she says that she doesn't know if the meaning was intended from the beginning while they were making the cover we're pretty confident that the meaning wasn't intended because uh stephanie meyer wrote at one point that she didn't like this cover because it was like meaningless (laughs) um so i don't think that i like prescribing you know like Oh, but this is what it could mean. And therefore... I mean, it's definitely like symbolism that totally works and applies, yeah. which I like, yeah. I like, which it's I think really is fun. why we think that it's a good cover, even though this book has nothing to do with books. Like it's not a representational cover. It never was, but it doesn't mean that you can't draw things from it. And I think obviously the, the color symbolism is like super important. Like Tina described. I think it's way better than Midnight Sun cover. Well, you're you very hate that cover. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I almost feel the opposite about the Midnight Sun cover, cover, which is that it has a lot of meaning that I do like, but aesthetically I do like looking at it. And the New Moon cover has very little like literal symbolism or meaning in terms of like flower in particular, but aesthetically it's so good that I don't care and the meanings that you can read into it are enough. Yeah, I'm on that boat. I'm very in favor of reading meaning into this new moon cover because totally. that's literature, baby. That's the point. <laughs> like, authors, in theory, aren't hanging around all the time just trying to like create symbolism. Yeah. You read into it. That's the point. So I really love this reading and I think it fits it really was. well. And unlike Midnight Sun, it is just like a beautiful cover that like, I would nice like get like that. a print of the new moon cover. Oh totally. yeah, I wouldn't get a friend of the Midnight Sun one. No. Ugh, ugh, no. I want Tina. I want thanks for writing it. Fruit. Thanks, Tina. Oh, also, last order of business is that our Midnight Sun giveaway ends really soon on May 31st. So we're gonna promise ourselves that we're gonna get this episode up before then, which means that if it's you listen be to Saturday. this right away, you still have time to enter because we're gonna draw near the end of the day on May the 31st. If you want to win a copy of Midnight Sun, which we will pre-order directly to your house for when it comes to out in August, house. your house. Um, all you have to do is post about us on social and tag us to get your friends to listen and check us out. Or you can rate, review, and subscribe the pod. Um, you can also do both of those things and have two entries. What? what? So rush if you're to like- your nearest device and do that. 
If you're like, hang on, I'm on Android. How can I rate and review? Well, guess what? I'm pretty sure we're on Stitcher now. Oh. To my knowledge, I figured out how to do that and it should be working. <laughs> so you should be able to find us on Stitcher. And for every entry, we are donating a dollar to the Quill Ute um, Move to Higher Ground organizing fund that they are doing because they're in like a precarious geographical situation and they need to literally move to higher ground and these books really did them dirty and if we're going to enjoy them it's only right that we kind of reckon with the legacy of these books and the harm that they can do so we want to donate some cash so please enter so that we can yeah. do our maximum donation exactly yeah, make me then. give away more money we yeah. hope that some of you can join us also in donating. You still have good odds. Odds are in your favor. The odds are in your favor this time. Even though in the Hunger Games, they're never in your favor. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's all of our business, I believe. You are correct. Okay, we love you guys. <laughs> okay, ready? As always, you can reach out to us if you want us to put you on blast on the podcast by writing us an email at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com um p.s if you don't want us to read your whole email just tell us and we won't you can also <laughs> follow us at twilight underscore phase on twitter and instagram and twilight phase podcast on tumblr disclaimer we own nothing the twilight universe and all characters belong only to stephanie meyer please don't sue us audio editing by one of us at somebody it's gonna be one of us this week i don't know who i think this one is you wow it might be me it, it might be audio editing by olivia valcarce we'll see Cover image is by Laura Shermer, and our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Moore. We'll be back next week, and if you don't like it, you can bite me. Hey. I love you guys. Bye. 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 <laughs> I'll see ya.